Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about emotionally unavailable people. You know, if, if you have had a life and you look back on your childhood and just ask yourself, has anybody in my life truly loved me the way I needed to be loved? Does, has anybody truly recognized me for who I am and love me? And the vast majority of our population, if they were truly honest, would have to say no or maybe, but not have that solid answer. And the truth is, you know, we all develop this emotional detachment in our relationships, people that have been divorced several times, people that have lots of breakups, people who can't seem to keep a relationship often want to fault the other people. But the truth is, in life, up until whatever age they they are, they may have never been emotionally attached. They may have never been able to uh, be available to other people in a true way, maybe on the surface, maybe on different levels, maybe in common themes. But on the whole, most people have a really hard time connecting. You know, if you feel attraction to someone who's really tough to get to know, they exude these vibes of mystery, aloofness that you can't get close to. And you can't help but try to conquer their attention. Or you seem to have found your soulmate and you feel emotional and connected. And you both see a clear perspective of starting a relationship, but they're always avoid talking about their feelings and retract right before the important steps. You know, if you can relate to that, this pattern brings up painful emotions you're probably familiar with, like rejection, and it can take a toll on your well-being, your self-worth, your ability to nurture healthy, lasting relationships in the long run. So if we go into a relationship it is very important to understand that we're all coming in with some level of pain in our life. We're all coming in with some level of scars in our life. And just because we reject each other doesn't mean it is all our fault. It is often both our faults because we have never allowed ourselves to be completely emotionally available to another person. And if you're trying to protect yourself from being hurt, you're probably never going to be emotionally connected to another person fully. You know, if you repeatedly fall in love and and you can't or don't want to reciprocate, there may be reasons. And you need to explore the concept of emotional unavailability and find out why it can be so attractive to some people. You know, men are very strange. Um, you know, there's an old saying that men just need a place to have sex. Women need a reason to have sex. You know, emotionally unavailable people tend to withdraw from their close relationships 
and avoid conflict. And eventually they can't or don't want to handle those of other people. And they struggle to express their feelings. They struggle to be vulnerable. They share healthy emotional connections in some ways, and they maintain meaningful relationships in some ways, but there's always a surface to it. You know, emotionally unavailable people isn't about the inability to love or fall in love. It can impact all kinds of relationships and happen almost at any age you have in this life. And its signs overlap with uh, a personality disorder oftentimes, which are formed in childhood. And they aren't the same thing, but they come with it. It's, It's a part of it. You know, emotional availability isn't feminine stuff either. It is life stuff. You know, if you want to leave a live a life of meaning, you need to be in touch with your emotions. If you don't want to live a life with meaning and you just want to equivocate your life to whatever successes you've had and accomplishments, all the time in between is just coping with life. You're not really living life. Life has to have meaning if it is going to be a rich and taught experience, if it's going to be something we learn from, if it's a a place where we gather wisdom, it has to be an experience that incorporates pain. And if you think about it, all relationships, when they come to the closest place they possibly can, derives from the element of pain. You come back to God because of pain. We come back to each other because of pain. Pain is our most vulnerable moments, yet we are always vulnerable. We just don't like showing our cards. However, sometimes like in the grieving process, you can't hold your cards because you are so overwhelmed emotionally. And that for some people creates a lot of embarrassment and shame. But we all know what emotions are and we all have them. And we Even the most stoic people can actually identify emotions. We just tend to think that that is weakness. You know, closed off people build connections and create families. Yes, but they're just coping. They're absolutely able to care for other people. They're absolutely able to miss other people. Yes, they're human beings, but they're not functioning in life for what we're here for. Our soul's on a journey in our human life to go through pain, go through experiences, and evolve. And that is something that we all have to understand, that we are on a journey. And a journey requires us to take leaps of faith, take risks, and move into life and understand that pain is going to teach us something. Pain is an opportunity for testimony. It is not something to be afraid of. It's a reminder that you're still alive. You know, what causes this thing? You know, witnessing an unhealthy relationship dynamic like your parents, that can do it. Uh, developing, you know, a, a caregiver attachment in childhood due to your parents rejecting behavior, growing up in an environment where weakness or seen as signs of weakness or they're acted out in controllable ways is on display. You know, a history of emotional, physical and sexual abuse is likely going to cause emotional unavailability. Exposure to other traumatic experiences is going to do it. A fear of intimacy or being abandoned after disclosing your vulnerabilities because many people can't handle vulnerabilities. God forbid they they have to give something. God forbid they have to stand in and try to help someone. You know, you know, some cultural expectations, for example, is a bias that talking about your feelings and and your 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 uh, uh, emotions is unmanly. 
and a need for some alone time after uh, you know a breakup and and before committing fully to a new one is also a time when many people are not available. You know, being just not that into a person is also a possible cause because we're always looking for a reason not to have a relationship rather than a reason to have a relationship. The truth is, if you want to make friends, you have to meet people at their vulnerabilities. But if they never show you those and you're really good at not showing yours you're probably not going to have many deep relationships and when you die nobody really gives a crap you want to think they do but they don't maybe they've enjoyed some things you've provided and done but your existence on this planet is not really going to be that significant because you've not vested you know, uh, being just not into a person has a cause. You know, it's amazing that, you know, parents can create conditions of love. Like if you don't love your new stepfather or stepmother, I'm not going to have a relationship with you or I can't have a relationship with you because you're taking drugs. I cannot love you because you're doing this. I cannot be around you because you're doing this. So guess what? Uh, our frailties get thrown against us and then we learn that love is always conditional. And if that is the case, we carry that through life and we project it in all of our relationships because we've been completely disappointed and destroyed in our earlier vulnerable stages of emotion and never allowed to show those emotions because we have to harden up to get through this life. The truth is you need to go back to where you were before the turd in your life created problems with you emotionally and conditions on to how to love you. You know, for some reason, people start rejecting the natural drive for an intimate connection with others and themselves. But if you walk through life, every person is an opportunity for a relationship. Every single person. You just have to vest. You know, and some people are so lonely. L marriage can be the loneliest place on earth when it's not working. And when people go through their emotional unavailability and project that on each other, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be desperate. You're going to be lonely. You're always going to be searching for something. Who am I with this person? I feel terrible when I'm with this person. I look to my life with this person, emotionally unattached. What kind of dreams are we ever going to have? What kind of meaning is our life ever going to have if we're emotionally detached? What a horrible existence. What a waste of life. Yes, it is. You both owe it to each other to get some help, meet somebody who can assist you professionally, and get it together and figure out how to be connected emotionally. You know, so how do you know whether someone you like is emotionally available? There's signs. It's really important to know that. You feel like you must always be perfect to keep them interested. That's like walking on eggshells. You feel like you're climbing Mount Everest every time you get close to them. You know, it's you who do all the talking, questions, texting, interest, planning, showing up. They don't communicate consistently. That's a good sign. They struggle with being affectionate. They become awkward when you get physically close to them or they're sexually uncomfortable. Yes, these are good signs that they're not emotionally available. You also, they change the subject or switch, you know, the light or, or superficial topics when you start going in a deeper way and discussing relationship dynamics. They don't feel comfortable venting or giving you space to share your experiences they just want to barf out their crap also they're not fully uh living in their feelings and emotions and they may lack 
emotions and an emotional EQ, a vocabulary, an IQ or an EQ, emotional quotient. You know, they they also put off labeling your relationship as a relationship or initiating the next step. You know, we're kind of in a relationship. We're kind of this. We're kind of that. Well, then you're in a crappy, unemotional, undetached or unattached relationship. Get it. Wake up. Don't just sit there and try to make them be. You're not going to save them. If they don't want to attach, move on. That is, or call them on it and see if they're actually able to step up and join the living. You know, they, they also, they drop a relationship completely at the first sign of emotional intimacy. That's another way you can tell somebody's emotionally detached. Is that your problem? No, that's their problem. It's not your fault. If they ghost you, it's not your fault. It's because they are a turd who is never really vested in life. They are too busy trying to avoid pain and life itself. And you've done yourself a favor by detaching from them. But you might want to call them on it first to see if they actually have an ounce of soul within their body. You know, if you're attracted to uninvolved people because some part of you may also be unavailable, That's not something that makes you a bad person or a partner, but then you're trying to save them from what you are actually doing in your own life. And that calls for a little bit of introspection going, you know, am I really available? Maybe it's me trying to fix them to do something that I'm doing. And if I'm trying to fix them, what a hypocrite I am because I'm doing the same crap. And so we need to think about this in our life. Many people are not self-aware. It's like accountability. Oh, I never wanted to do that to this person. I, I was just a horrible person for doing this. I can't believe I did that. No, that person must feel horrible. I cannot believe that I did that and they are feeling this way. This must be the most difficult life experience they're having. That's called accountability. That's called emotional attachment. And if you can actually go there and and acknowledge the damage you've done in life by your emotional detachment, now you're learning to have what's called an EQ, an emotional quotient, an IQ or EQ. If you want to think about it, your EQ is your ability to express emotions and empathy. If you're too busy saying, well, I don't want to be that, or I can't believe I did that, or I'm such a bad person, blah, blah, blah. That's a third person mentality. You're just joining the other team to show how bad you look. But the truth is you're not really solving the problem. You need to go to people's pain, acknowledge their pain and what you have done to them. That is accountability. That is emotional accountability. Also, you know, psycho, you know, there's a lot of people w- with an emotionally unavailable person. It's impossible to build a relationship characterized by openness, honesty, vulnerability. Now you're always walking on eggshells, being a diplomat, being a politician, trying to figure out what we can and cannot talk to talk about. That's why people don't talk. That's why they have very little to share. How was your day? Fine. How was your day? Fine. Oh, I connected with you today. Now I can move on to my next day. That is retarded. We all need to wake up and understand that we, as people, need to connect with each other. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling? Wouldn't that be a much better question than what did you do today? You know, it's important for us to understand that we are obligated. Our soul is willing to be fully fledged, warm, deep, 
relational. That is how we're built. But our human life gets in our way of that. And if you want to build a future that's connected, full of rich and deep memories, you want to understand what it takes to vest in another person. But that means you actually have to acknowledge another person's feelings rather than sit there and protect how you come across to them. You know, uh, if you don't think you deserve reciprocal love, that's what a lot of people walk away from in their childhood. That, you know, it's common for people with little self-awareness and low self-worth to have problems with receiving love, period. You know, if you want to learn self-love, it's learning how to say no to the things that hurt you. That means you accept the compliment. Oh, well, thank you for that compliment. Not, no, not really. I'm not that. No, how can you? No, I'm not that way. See, if you're going to do that, you're just telling them to work harder and harder and harder to actually acknowledge the good in you. That is ridiculous. We need to stop doing that. Accept a compliment. You don't have to agree with it, but say thank you. Just say thank you. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, perhaps if you're brought up by distant parents, you know, whose, whose behavior taught you that love is conditional, you learned that you must do your very best to be worthy of it. In other words, you learned to earn your love and not receive it. Unless you earn it, the love isn't real. Unless you struggle, your love isn't valid. Well, that's not a good childhood. You need to understand that did not prepare you for life. It may have prepared you for being somebody who is stoic or somebody who basically doesn't share emotions. There's many cultures that way. But if you're going to live that way in a culture where emotions are actually very valid and very real and do create relationships, which is actually in all cultures, that vulnerability is very needed to have. If you're going to engage in life, especially if you're going to have kids, because they're just a ball of emotion. And if you're a robot, what are you teaching them? Join them. Be emotional. But that doesn't mean you have to be defensive. Validate emotions. Care about emotions. That is what we all need to do. All right. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about emotional unavailability in men and in women and how it shows up. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk 
Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about emotionally unavailable people. And, you know, there's this trick that happens, and it's it's often called the honeymoon phase, where love is blind. You know, it's natural for some projections to occur when you fall in love. You know, a projection is a process of unconsciously attributing your thoughts, your feelings, desires, qualities to another person or even an object. And the less you know the person you like, the closer they are to your ideal. But this ideal is highly likely to exist only in your mind. That's why we love movies, because we get this little picture in our mind of this perfect person. Yet uh, in that, we don't really see all the other crap that surrounds that. You know, uh, it's amazing. But this is how the trick goes. You know, when we form a relationship with somebody who's emotionally detached, someone attracts you with their beauty, their shared sense of humor, their maybe their political beliefs or maybe their thoughts or philosophies in life. And that's all you know about them. So all of a sudden you're going, yeah, we have that in common. And so you will make attempts to get closer and you communicate more and everything seems to be perfect and exciting. But, you know, should you cross the emotional or physical intimacy barrier at that point? You start noticing also they may be detached. They may not be close. They may have weak intention to connect. So you get confused. But knowing what has happened, you base your decisions on what you originally saw rather than what you're seeing now because you want them to be what you saw rather than what they are now. You know, and when there's not enough information, your mind seeks to complete the picture based on the details it has. So emotionally aloof people have the ability to do Jedi mind tricks on you and make you believe that there's something that they're not. They don't do this consciously. We do this through our projections of what we want them to be. This way, the projections come into play. Your ideas about the person are rooted in your previous experiences, in your guesses, and in your fantasies and since the first impression is very positive so are the projections you have with that person and eventually for years you can explain the coldness of your partner with special qualities that are attractive to you yes he's very aloof but this oh yes she's very aloof and doesn't connect on this level but on this level she's really this so now you're trying to uh, justify your emotional decision and, and, and until you face reality, they can't and don't want to build intimacy and stay emotionally involved in relationships simply because they're the way they are. They're not evolved. 
They're not emotional. They don't want to be emotional. That's why people have trouble having relationships. That's why marriage keeps declining and declining and declining until people are in their late 20s and early 30s, mid 30s, sometimes even their 40s. And they're living with their parents because they can't have a relationship because they are emotionally detached. Yes, that is a problem. And relying on projections and then going through delusionment is a disappointing experience because what you thought you sold yourself on is not what it is. And it's probably true that you're the same way. And you need to rethink that little thing, too. If you find yourself constantly choosing emotionally unavailable people, you should also understand how this childhood adulthood loop works. Perhaps one or both of your parents were neglectful physically and emotionally distance from you or one another. So you may strive to heal your childhood wounds by chasing a distant partner. This way, you try to rewrite the past and meet your childhood needs by repeating the same dynamic and hoping you'll work this out this time. So you get an emotionally detached partner because that's what you're used to in your parent. And you're finally going to win that parent over by winning this partner over that has the same qualities. This defensive strategy is called repetition compulsion. And, and it's really sad, but a lot of people follow that. You know, forbidden fruit is always sweeter. That alluring mystery vibe that can emotionally unavailable people can intrigue you. Only the thought that you have the power to win over the unordinary person and crack the code evokes thrill and excitement and these people love to use that as a lure but never give you the full monty you know there, there's a risk that this person may become a way for us to satisfy and triumph our starved ego and the relationship if it happens will become just a trophy a symbol of our victory but after it's over that's why many people say i never know to who i married till i married him when you marry him all of a sudden you're the trophy and not the person and that's what narcissists love to do they love to sell you on how great they are you join their world and the next thing you know they are your world and you have no life you know some projections like you know uh, there's differences between myself and them if it's about fixing them it's really not a good idea to get in that relationship because you're not there to fix them you're there to accept them and both of you build a life on your own strengths you know, if you have the power to break a cycle like that, it's probably good to get a mental health professional to help you get objectivity on what's going on in your relationship. And you know, you, you know, the truth is, is if you're used to being neglected, if you're used to not having love in your life, you may be more likely to choose an archetype, the broken, distant person who you believe needs rescuing. And so the one who will come out of their shell eventually and blossom, the one who doesn't seem to be impacted by affection and attention but you know they you feel like they're wanting for you to come along and change their life you're not going to change their life they have to want to do it for itself for themselves you know it's this narrative around attraction and relationships that gets us in trouble we keep collecting evidence that this person i'm with though they're emotionally attached is a good person to be with. But then if you look back on it, how many memories in your life have you lost out on and wasted because this person is just coping with life and emotionally completely unavailable? And if they're unwilling to change that, you need to change. And if they can't meet the demand, take the decisions you have to take to become healthy.
you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people are emotionally unavailable. But, you know, uh, with men, when it comes to real conversations, the emotionally detached man will run. You know, you enjoy being in each other's company. It's really playful dynamic. Sexually, the conversation flows. But when it's about the most important uh, conversations, they run for the hills. And that's because they see every deep conversation as a conflict and the way you can actually see their vulnerabilities. And God forbid you actually see their vulnerabilities. Men don't want to share those kind of things. Though we can't judge all people, you know, sometimes you have to look at the history. It speaks loudly. You know, if you ask them, hey, what was life like in your family? What was your life like in your family? That's a really good question because that can give you some introspection as to how they develop detachment in their life. And that can also tell you where the patterns are coming from. You know, there's a level of health and emotional awareness that, that you can hear, hear a person take accountability in some form. And there's some examples that where they weren't really present. And it takes effort to learn how to become present because that means if I'm a prayerful person, or if I'm a meditative person, if I'm a mindful person, what that's about is putting my pain away, giving it to someone else, giving it to God, and then being emotionally available to the person in front of me and have the capacity to fully have compassion and love for them in their pain without judging their character. That can be an enormous gift in our life. And if you want to save them, that's where it becomes unhealthy. You, if you're just having compassion for them, that's really what they need. You know, when we're in a healthy relationship, there's a level of interaction and responsiveness that comes from a deep, biting friendship. But if you have this partner that you text, I love you, or I care for you, or I miss you, and throughout the day, and they never write you back, guess what that means? They're a turd. They're unemotionally available. Wake up. Understand that if you don't confront that, they're going to do that your whole life. If everything is on their terms, that's a narcissistic quality. Wake up. They're not available. If you want available, you have to confront them. If they run for the hills, you need to make a decision because they don't have enough character to stand there and actually work with you and communicate with you on a deeper level. You don't get married you don't join a relationship because of the contract. The contract sucks. You get together because how you feel about each other. You have children because how you feel about each other. That is where meaning derives in life. How you feel. It comes directly from the soul. The soul living a human life. And we're going to talk about that in a later show. But the bottom line is the soul is our guiding force. If you don't meet each other at the soul, you guys will never forgive each other for what our human life and all our terrible things that we've done in our life has been. We are not consequential thinkers. We think that when we do something, I go have an affair. It's not going to have effect on anybody. Who cares about that? Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about what I do. That's how we operate. But they do. And we are very much all tied together. And if we don't take accountability for how we are consequentially operating and the consequences we have on other people, we don't know what it's like to have a relationship. 
you know, if their energy is non-committal, indecisive people have no character. If they can't even figure out what to have for dinner, if they don't even have a ballpark idea of where they want to go or what they want to do, they have no character. They just want to keep every door open and every option open. And there's more and more and more people like that. But if you want to live a real life, if you want to have a real substance, if you want to teach people how to love you, actually make decisions in your life. Make decisions and commit to them. And if you need to change them and adapt them and evolve them, do that. But keep going and make decisions and keep making decisions and change your mind if you have to. But the bottom line is you're never going to live unless you make decisions and commit. Sadly, in this culture, everybody's sliding around trying to get their needs met. And all we are is a bunch of mediocre uh, people wandering the planet and wasting the energy and life that we see in front of us and actually destroying our planet. You know, uh, 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 if you feel insecure and misunderstood, that's another sign that a man is is, is not uh, uh, available. If he's always trying to tell you he's right or what his truth is, I'm not like that. I didn't do that. I didn't mean that. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. If you're going to hear that kind of crap, they're not emotionally available because they could care less what your perception is. You know, people that love care about how other people perceive things and actually want to learn from how people perceive things. It doesn't mean how they are being perceived is right or wrong, but it is a learning experience. And if you're going to have a relationship, you have to vest in other people's perception not just your own but men tend to want to ground themselves in the need to be right and they think that that is the way to operate and they get caught in that trap and they live in that trap and they project that trap on their children on their family and everybody that they're they have responsibility towards that they're always right and unfortunately they end up alone and dead in their life and nobody cares because they didn't leave any compassion behind for anybody to hang on to you know, defensiveness is the second name. That's another sign a man is not emotionally available. He'll likely have some kind of awareness that he isn't showing up in the way you're wanting and needing. Because of this, he says something that lands, you know, wrong for you. And you question something about his motive. And suddenly he's deflect, 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 defensive, 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 run for the hills, never talk, stoic, stonewalls you for days, doesn't talk for days. That is emotionally unavailable. Passive aggressive people, people that go crazy after they have held in a feeling for a long time, like a boiling pot, and then they blow. Passive aggressive people are emotionally unavailable. They're snarky and sarcastic. Oh, you didn't mean that. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh, yeah, right. You know, that all that crap is just irritability and anger and, and, and resentment all stuffed inside, which is collected in their heart. And that's all they are, is a big ball of resentment. And the truth is, if you're working with that, they're not emotionally available. Take them as they are. Oh, I need to understand that you're not emotionally available, so whatever you're saying and projecting is just a load of crap coming from your childhood, and I really don't need to hear that because that's your problem and not mine. Maybe it's time for you to think about growing up. You know, lacking excitement, romance, growing love, 
That's another thing. These analytical people. Yes, but that doesn't make sense. Yes, but we could lose a bunch of money. Oh, we're going to spend $5 more on this than we need to? Oh, my gosh. Okay, these analytical people want to fall back on just making emotional or uh, logical decisions when emotional decisions are needed, like a relationship, vesting in it. Yeah, a vacation may cost a ton of money, but what kind of memory is it going to buy you? You know, maybe it's time you stop worrying about your budget and start worrying about your memories because that is going to be your legacy. If you're going to have the same vacation every summer at the same location, doing the same thing, having the same meals, doing the same activities over and over and over again across the board throughout your life, there's not really a lot you're going to have to grab onto because that crap gets old. You need to go out and experience life and that costs money. If you're a tight wad Guess what? You're not living life. It's sad, but true. You have to take leaps of faith to have life. You have a very important component. Also, judgment around sharing emotions instead of vulnerability. Oh, you're always just emotional. Oh, you know, you're always dramatic. Oh, you're always making problems. All you ever do is want to talk about your emotions. That kind of stuff means they're emotionally not available. Sign. Very important thing to look out for. Also, if they're out of touch with reality, you know, men or who are emotionally unavailable live in a fantasy world. They're out of touch. They have this big plans, big ideas, living in a mental space that is disconnected. Yes, I can go play golf four times a week and hold my family together. Yeah, boy, that's quality time. Yeah. If you have mixed priorities and excuses for all the crap you do to comfort yourself, you are not going to be emotionally available. There's also this this confusion, you, you know, when you speak with them, I don't understand. Why are you always so upset? You know, uh, you know, why do you want to spend what we're spending time together? We did, you know, we had dinner four weeks ago. Didn't weren't you happy about that? Isn't it isn't time like that enough? You know, we went to we laid together and, and I watched TV and you were writing a book, reading a book. And wasn't that time together? You know, that's not connected. That's not emotional availability. We need to really understand what that means. You know, we are social creatures. We need each other. However, we need others who are healthy enough to engage in real relationships. And if you're with someone who's loving and kind and has some limits, you know, don't put them on the blacklist just because they struggle. But you have to confront them and you have to let them know how they're coming across. And you have to let them know that is not acceptable. That's called boundaries. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Now we're going to talk about how women are emotionally unavailable, and then how to fix this problem. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. 
On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about emotionally unavailable people. Now, women tend to communicate their feelings but can be all over the place emotionally, especially when they're upset. So if you think about a visual, it's like a, a, a plate, a plate of food. You know, a woman's food would look like mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, fried chicken, but it's all piled on each other. It's all in one big pile. With a man, their emotional plate would be like mashed potatoes, corn, chicken, but they don't touch each other. And the gravy would be in a separate dish. That's more how men and women think emotionally. The truth is, if we want to have a relationship, especially between a man and a woman or an analytical and an emotional person, then what's going to have to happen is we have to learn, especially the analyticals, that you have to acknowledge feelings. If you cannot acknowledge a partner's feelings, you're not going to go deeper. They're going to be long only bad things are going to happen. Lots of bad things will happen in a relationship if you cannot acknowledge emotions. Women are smart enough to understand that when they're together, their job is to acknowledge each other's emotions. It is not a deep analytical discussion oftentimes. It's more about their emotional feelings and why they feel that way. And there's a lot of reasons why people feel a million different ways. And it's a long, unending conversation. And men cannot stand that in general. And so basically what they do is they shut women down. You can't do that if you're going to be married. You need to hear her feelings and her thoughts. And you need to validate them. That doesn't mean you agree with them. I understand. Okay, so what you're saying is this. I get it. If you're not good at that, she is not going to be attached to you at all. And the other thing is you need to offer your feelings back to her. You know, that makes me feel like this. You know, when you did this, I it put me through this, and this is how I feel about it. You know, that is called adult conflict. We can all do that safely. But a lot of people, since they're, you know, conflict phobes, will run for the hills when it comes to conflict. And guess what that means? You're emotionally unavailable. You know, uh, unavailable people avoid close connections. They, they're non-responsive when other people express emotions. But we need to understand now, from a woman's perspective, women usually open up and share their concerns with men, which can feel like, you know, talking to a brick wall sometimes because men want to fix everything. Well, shut up and listen. Just shut up. Listen. Validate. Stop solving it. Can you do that? If you do that, you might actually have a relationship. 
You know, if you want to connect and check many boxes, but you're not on the same wavelength, you're not going to have a relationship. You're just coexisting. You know, the woman in the relationship needs to feel heard and that her feelings and concerns are important. You know, this leads to a huge connection between the two, you know, but when we have a reconcilable differences, unfaithfulness, nasty departing of ways, it's usually rooted in the fact that our communication sucks. There's a lack of empathy. There's a lack of concern. There's a lack of compassion for feelings, which are not logical, which don't give you a whole lot of constructive things in life, but they're very important because they come from our soul. We discount each other's soul when we don't honor each other's feelings. So, you know, if we're not healed, the woman will approach the relationship with a glasses half empty perspective. Well, he just can't do that. So I got to meet it with my friends. And then some guy comes along and goes, hey, she's lonely. And I'm lonely, and maybe we're both married, but ooh la la. And guess what? He's going to take advantage of that. And so women can be emotionally unavailable too. And they struggle also, you know, because she's unclear about the way she feels. She comes across as confused, unpredictable, and it shows in her actions. Women that are emotionally unavailable struggle to understand, to be honest with themselves and the source of their own instability. They also are flaky. They aren't much help with other people when they try to seek them for comfort, you know, um, um, uh, in highly emotional and painful times. They run for the hills. They have pain within themselves that is left unprocessed and unhealed. Women ghost all the time when they're emotionally unavailable. They will just disappear. Men do it too. Men do it too in a huge degree, but women also do that. You know, if a woman shows no empathy for your feelings, she'll turn off her feelings and give little to no interest in that. The truth is that this is often derived from a detached childhood or it's often derived from trauma. She simply lacks the ability to share the same sentiments and put herself in your shoes. It doesn't mean she doesn't care about you or has your best interests, but she can't identify your needs and help you work through them. And it's like you're both traveling down a road in separate cars. Her car keeps stalling out and having issues, so she can't really help you while you're chugging along down the road. That's a sign the woman, if she's not available, she's not available. And you either confront her on it or run for the hills. You know, also, if she distanced herself when you come to her with a problem, when you seek comfort, that's another sign she's emotionally unavailable. She sticks around. She'll make light of your problems, change the subject, make fun of you, tell you, oh, poor little baby, you can't get this or that. Yeah, she's emotionally unavailable. Guess what? Wake up. You know, if she avoids being in a committed relationship, you know, uh, emotionally unavailable women will avoid commitment like an infectious disease. You can push for a deeper connection, but she'll continue hitting. But you'll continue hitting a wall, you know. And don't ask for an explanation of her feelings because you'll never get one. At least one that is, that is uh, logical instead of confusing. You know, when you try to move on from a relationship with her, she will reach out and show flashes of what you once desired. But as soon as she gets you back, she shuts you down like a brick wall. She also breaks plans uh, without an explanation. 
She's late all the time, leaving you to wonder what you've done and what you said wrong. You know, uh, you didn't uh, you didn't do anything wrong. She's starting to feel something for you, but for reasons she's afraid to admit or she won't commit. So she's sending you signs through her actions that she's incapable of true love and true connection. One of the biggest misconceptions when speaking to an emotionally unavailable woman is that she doesn't trust you. She may be avoiding intimacy with you because she lacks emotional capacity, but she also may use the excuse that she's not that into you. But really, she's just fear of getting close. That's the problem. She doesn't want to get too close. She doesn't want another rejection in her life. She is afraid that she will never be enough, so she'd rather just cut it off at the past. If you're really going to invest in her, God forbid, go away. I'm not ready for this. And you need to accept that, that she's emotionally not ready. You know, if she won't let you in emotionally when she carries a torch for her ex, that's another sign. Oh, he used to be like this. He used to do that. He used to be this or she used to be that. Whatever her thing is, projecting on the past as if they're better than you, she's not emotionally available. You need to understand that. She doesn't want you to have a relationship with her friends or family. That's a really good sign that she is not emotionally available. If she can't be emotionally available to her friends, she can't be emotionally available to her family, she's not going to be emotionally available to you. Wakey, wakey. You know, the implications of meeting her family and friends give the impression of longevity in a relationship, and that will frighten her. Also, if she's not ready to label the relationship you have, that's another sign that she is uncommitted and emotionally unavailable. You know, you can call her your girlfriend, but she's irritated by it and asks that you not define the relationship. A lot of people these days don't want to define the relationship. You'll find stupid questions that happen when you meet somebody for a date. Oh, do you like to have sex, a threesome? Or do you like to have this? Or is this the kind of sex you want? Well, all that is is conditions that you have to have to have sex because you're emotionally unavailable. You have to do this. You have to be, you know... Uh, doing some kind of weird thing in chains or whatever because you're emotionally unavailable. And that is a sign. And when women have these kinks and when men have these kinks, that tells you they're just not available. Wake up. Understand. Don't expect it. You need to adapt to it or you need to put forward that that's what you need. And if they can't do it, you're not there. Also, inconsistent texting. That's a good sign. Instability in past relationships. That's another sign. If she wants physical intimacy only, that's another sign. She doesn't like to talk much about herself. That's a sign. If you're always feeling like you're needy and clingy, yuck, that's not a woman that's emotionally available. If you want to fix this, you have to expand your vocabulary of emotional words. And that means if you're an emotionally unavailable person, you need to have the words. I am frustrated. I am disappointed. I feel disrespected. I feel sad. I, 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 I feel fearful. Talk about your feelings. That is a way you develop your vocabulary. If you're never using it, it's like a language. If you never use it, you lose it. Joy, you know, horniness, words like that. Talk about it. You know, learn to focus also on your bodily sensations. Name the emotion that goes along with them. Emotions 
originate in our bodies. We have to be able to sort and look inward and identify the feeling from some part of our body. It might be a heaviness in our chest. It might be a a pit in our stomach, a tingling in our fingers. We have to be able to look inward to be able to identify bodily sensations and emotions and actually communicate them. We also, if we want to fix being emotionally available, we have to acknowledge to yourself and to others that you're a person with an inner emotional life. We all are, but some people don't have the capacity to communicate it. And this may seem silly and and obvious, but, you know, as men are, are trained to act like we don't have any feelings, that nothing bothers us that we can just have this air of, of 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 calm and no emotion there's nothing happening beneath the surface not a good idea not a good idea to go through life and want a relationship if we lack that lack like that all the time or with our children or with our wife or with our spouse if you're a woman to a man if you're going to be emotionally detached you're not really going to get the loyalty and desires that you want from that partner. That partner is lonely. They're going to do things to solve that. It's sad, but true. So you have to take accountability for yourself if you're emotionally unavailable. You know, vulnerability is one of the keys to emotional availability. It's the availability to go to do that, to go hand in hand and communicate that, showing your vulnerability. Talk about your emotions and what you're feeling in any situation and 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 let that go out there and let the world reflect on it. It's no big deal because we all have emotions and we can all identify with it. The other thing is the objectivity of psychotherapy really helps us to understand where we are emotionally detached and where it might have come from and how to solve it. We also have to learn empathetic responding. All right, so I understand how you feel. Okay, so what you're saying is you feel like this. So this is what happened. That must have been very difficult for you. That's reflective listening. That's unconditional positive regard. That is what people need from you. If you cannot do that, you're not going to live a life that is meaningful. You're going to live life that's transactional. You also, if you're avoiding problem solving, if you're avoiding conflict, conflict is so simple. This is what happened. This is what it put me through. This is how I feel. Here's the responder. I'm sorry you felt that way. I can understand what that puts you through and I can see how that would have been a problem. Okay. That is adult conflict. Oh, how scary that is. You also... You have to to uh, to address addictions, and that could be drugs or alcohol, sex, video games, shopping, gambling, anything, food. The problem is, is that that has become the thing you cherish rather than me. And if that's going to be a problem, there is going to be a lot of physicality. There's going to be a lot of emotional uh, parts of the relationship that are missed out and become battlefields. All right. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You could do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment and the health and wellness channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, the people who share all their feelings on social media are usually emotionally unavailable everywhere else. Also, men are always subconsciously trolling for a woman who is emotionally unavailable and sexually available. Also, stupid people will drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. Also, emotionally unavailable adults were once either spoiled or neglected. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 